This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Sticks and Stones podcast. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Stone Fredrickson, the host of the show. And on this show, I like to explore the different minds and lifestyles of very successful content creators and entrepreneurs to try to provide you and I with as much valuable information as possible so that way we can both become successful. And I've been waiting for this episode for a while now, and I'm super excited we we finally got to sit down with Tim Chiziano, one of my favorite content creators on TikTok. He is like the Casey Neistat of TikTok. Uh, the, the way he storytells and, and conveys uh, certain things in his videos, it's just remarkable. I'm sure if you clicked on this episode, you probably already have seen his videos or, or have heard of him and we go over everything in this episode from his creative process from his story from how he pinpoints certain things where he places the cameras on his vlog how he captures basically everything and anything that goes on throughout his life and how he's just able to be so transparent and authentic in his content while still being one of the best storytellers on the platform so i'm so excited for you guys to, to, to listen in and watch um, how he's able to do it and how you can be able to do the same, especially on a consistent basis, too, and how he, had, how, how he has such a quick turnaround, too. I mean, the way he gets these, these videos every single uh, day done and then just quickly turns them around for everyone to, to stay up to date with his life. Is, is remarkable and it's super fascinating how he's able to do it so i'm so excited for you guys to tune in watch and listen um this was just one of my favorite episodes so so super excited make sure to check out all of his links in the description as well as mine and uh be sure to share this episode with just one person it got to you let's get it out to one more person so that way everyone uh that listens to this episode can become a better storyteller and can have a quick and just a better turnaround in terms of their videos. I'm so excited for you guys to tune in and listen into this episode. Uh, thank you so much for, for tuning in. Just your story and like how you got into TikTok. Um, because I think always like how people get into to TikTok is very interesting. Um, and especially, you know, like I want to I want to see your journey. If it was like right, right away, the growth or was it like a gradual kind of, you know, process? Slow, slow and steady, man. This all started yeah. by feeling a little too called out on Instagram in some cases. It was, it just had become the place where if I wasn't posting pictures of my wife and daughter, I felt like it, people were like, are you like, that's weird. Why are you spending time doing this? But I'm like, it's a, it's a platform that has all these tools. Like, so why shouldn't I try this new random filter that's in stories? Why shouldn't I make a video and try my own series, you know, this is back in 2017, 18. And it was just, it was a fun place to experiment. And then all of a sudden it was not a fun place to experiment. Heard Gary Vaynerchuk talking about TikTok a lot back in the day. And, you know, he's been pretty good with trends as we've seen over the year. So downloaded it sometime August, 2019, made one video back then. It was, it, it's kind of cool to see that it's, almost identical in so many ways to exactly what I do today. 
there's no voiceover because voiceover didn't exist yet. And it's a Jay-Z song. And I think, I don't know if it's been pulled from the library or not, but it's just me, my wife, and my daughter going to this place called Behind the Streets, which was a pop-up art exhibit over in Williamsburg. And, you know, 20 seconds long, whatever. And I was literally just trying to figure out, like, how does the editing side of this work? You know, trying filters, et cetera. Didn't do anything for a few months. And then in January of 2020, I I did one of those, like, talking to yourself two ways and literally interviewed myself to be on TikTok. Like, why do you, why do you think you qualify for this? Well, you know, I've, you know, I've been, and I literally, and I was like being very, uh, just giving myself a lot of shit. I was like, okay, wait a minute. So you have kind of shied away from Instagram. You barely touch your Twitter account. You've posted like one YouTube video in your life. Like what makes you qualified for this? And anyway, so that was kind of like the, the break in point. First chunk of 2020 maybe till about March was largely protein bar reviews in my wife's gym's basement. Like that's kind of what I was known for on Instagram for a bit. And it was, it was the only time I really had to do anything five o'clock in the morning. You couldn't tell it was five o'clock in the morning because there's no lights in the basement and, or no windows in the basement. And it was just an opportunity to experiment again, all the weird filters, like, you know, the sea of clones thing, like auto tune. I remember the morning and, you know, because you started zero, right? I really gave no fucks and didn't know anybody else on the platform. And I remember seeing auto tune on the voice filter. I'm like, no way. And I literally just belt out singing. Why didn't anybody tell me this shit had auto tune? And that was like the opening for the protein bar review. So it's just, it was fun to just try and not care it's a random story but a very interesting like kind of inflection point of it was seeing this kid who did basically did like a breakup video and i and i remember leaving a comment i'm like hey for what it's worth you know when you're in your 40s you're never gonna remember any of this shit and that was like the most engagement that i got like that got like five thousand likes just for the comment i'm like oh interesting at first i'm like somebody's gonna boo the old dude out of the room but to to see people like, oh, that's like, cool. Thank you for trying to make, you know, the, the person feel better. And, and then voiceover feature came out. And I, at the time I had delineated between talking about things that I put in my mouth and talking about things that I do not put in my mouth. And like things I put in my mouth were sneaker, or no, not sneakers, uh, sushi, protein bars, popcorn, etc. And then the rest was like career advice, sneakers, Supreme stuff. And so, like, I'd taken the experimentation phase of just trying any filter that was out there, anything that was out there, the fact that I was much more comfortable speaking in very direct ways about my day if it was not going to be a specific topic, and then kind of put on this lens of, here's how I'm breaking up the content in my head between things that I put in my mouth and things that I do not put in my mouth, and basically tried this intro video of, like, hey, my name's Tim, I'm 42 years old, and blah, 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 blah. And I was like so relieved by the fact that I could do a voiceover and not have to speak to the camera because I just don't, I don't love that unless I'm in one-on-ones or um, settings like this and I'm super comfortable. But, and then that, that kind of took off March-ish, but it's been slow and steady since then. And it's been pretty consistent content-wise too. It's just way easier for me to capture stuff during the day and then put it back out there. And I kind of like the fact that it's been a pretty slow burn, like a pretty consistent, especially for if you started in early 2020, you had, you know, two miles on anybody else 
for, you know, for the most part to like get noticed. And, and, and I remember some gigantic creators now that were at about the same size. And I was at maybe like 15, 20 K. Um, but because I work as many hours as I do, I kind of like the fact that it's had to be so consistent and has truly been like a side hustle, but with no desired, well, no intended outcome, right? Lots of me said that this yeah. is not a good idea for a dude with a corporate job at a very corporate environment to be doing these things, but it's fun. I love the process and I do actually quite enjoy the fact that it's like, I've, this has, I've had to work at this and I try to, I don't like dive into the data too much, but I try to be cognizant of how am I writing? What am I writing? But then also just letting my brain kind of just puke all over the, the thing, so to speak. Um, yeah. and, uh, I also make myself cringe all the time too, which I think is part of the natural process. So, um, but man, it's been fun. And the fact that it leads to conversations like this is dope too. Yeah. I mean, dude, I think it's so, I, there's so much to unpack there. And I think it's so interesting. The fact that I think that's why, one of the reasons why I think you, you're, it, you're so good at like connecting with people and building these, like, you know, just like communities of people that are just always wanting to watch your day uh, because you just you just put it out there and you don't really have any intention or expectation of getting anything in return and it's like this creative kind of um outlet for you to where like you said you were just trying new shit and then now you're just like documenting your life i i kind of view you as like the casey neistat of 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 tiktok um just the way like you film stuff like i said earlier and 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 how you like display that it's not it's not like there's some days where you'll you'll start from the the morning and then you know end at night and then you'll start there's some days where you'll start in the middle of the day or at night and then you'll kind of like reverse run me through kind of like the 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 mindset and like the content creation process when just like when you're editing uh, we'll get into like the filming a little bit later but like when you're editing and when you're doing these voiceovers like what's going through your 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 head a few different things i've got a word document that i've been keeping for maybe you know a year and a half now or so and it's got 111 pages and like 56,000 words in it of just random stuff that i've written and but for the most part it just is just a dumping ground for thoughts and ideas and i would say a vast majority of them i don't even get a chance to come back to it's the editing is based off of how quickly have I turned around getting it to my laptop. So the, my, my workflow process is all based off of AirDrop and Apple stuff. I do everything in iMovie, and which means on the, on the laptop desktop, I'm literally editing like this because they don't have a nine by 16 <laughs> default, right? So you have to, I have to edit it like this yeah. and then flip and then export it to my desktop, AirDrop it to my phone and then flip it somewhere in the process. But I'll have distinct pieces of days where I'll see something like, the, you know, I walked in on a Monday with a Thursday bag where like those sentences will just kind of like pop into my head based off of something that I see. And especially in New York City, like there's details everywhere and it could be something that I'm doing or something that I have with me or it could be a person on the subway. And I just love those little catch sentences, so to speak, of, you know, the woman in the purple dress with the pink nails was doing blank as this was happening. Because it's all, it's all circumstantial. It's kind of luck of the draw uh, in a lot of regards. But it 
as far as like the actual process goes, it really depends on how quickly has it been since I dumped the film to my desk. I just called the film to my uh, to my desktop, started editing it, and then just had something come to mind. Once a couple of days passed, I'm almost so far removed from the moments that it becomes more difficult, and then I feel like I'm forcing a narrative, so to speak. And I I that's one of my biggest issues in general. I feel like. I get behind and when I get behind, then I will like push back on the app, so to speak, where I like don't want to do it. Cause I feel like I lost general momentum. It's like you're running at a pretty good pace for a pretty good distance. And then you stop for no good reason. And you're like, fuck, yeah. I gotta start running again. But, um, yeah. I'm, I just, I, I see, I see those random little pieces and I try to keep it mixed up, so to speak. Um, but there's not a lot of strategy to it, if I'm being perfectly honest. Like, I've got a couple different Love uh, pillars or angles, so to speak. But um, I think I'm just enjoying any of those specific moments. And if I can use that as an anchor, and especially if I feel like there's a sentence there that would make s sense on the back end so that I can create that as kind of like the anchor loop um, that, uh, that, you know, I bring that into play too. But as I say to almost anybody that I see on the street or in a conversation like this, if we if we have the conversation, is I really I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like kind of what you said, or like I'm I I just like doing it, but there's not a lot of specific. Okay, this is exactly how I'm gonna. I overthink it. I overproduce things in my head. Where like I'll go over the moment, or I'll go over a piece, or I'll look at it once I dump it to my phone. And then my wife has to hear me ad nauseum and be like, well, I don't like it because of these reasons. And she's like, shut up, just post it. Um, but it's it's a little haphazard if I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what, uh, another reason why it's so awesome is because there's like really no strategy to it. It's just like, you know, I'm just gonna wing it here and, and, and post. Um, and you bring up a good point of like getting that quick turnaround. I mean, I filmed a ton when I went to VidCon and, 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 you know, just like every single day there. And there were some days where I didn't even post cause like, I didn't, I didn't have that quick turnaround and, and I felt exactly the way you felt, you know, like just, I felt out of the moment and, and didn't really have those like key little things that I could implement. Uh, what, how are you able to, especially with everything that you, you do with your job, with your family, with just even editing and, and just content, and I'm sure you're doing a lot more. How are you able to have such like a quick turnaround? It's it's in the little moments, and this is something that I like to talk about when people say it's. But before I answer the question, it's so funny having these kind of, kinds of conversations and getting into it because I never thought about any of this stuff before, right? You're just doing, you're just doing, you're just doing, and then someone's like, "Well, you yeah. know, hey, what's your homemade chocolate chip cookie recipe?" And you're like. Fuck, I don't know. Like, I just kind of stand at the bowl and I, and I, and I, <laughs> yeah. and I dump it into a certain extent. Um, but when it comes to the quick turnaround, it's all about, and this is what I say about time management, is the way I've started to reframe it in my head or when people ask me that question, I'm like, hmm, I can either talk for a half hour about it, but how do I boil it down into a couple of succinct sentences? And it's about looking at the moments of opportunity throughout the course of a day and keeping in mind how much you can actually accomplish in like three to five minutes, right? So if I take a clip and I'm walking down the street and I take a clip, what am I doing literally over the next 45 seconds that I couldn't just 
at least trim it down so I've got it to the right kind of length and have something in my head, right? Because even those small things make a huge difference. If I just took clips all day and then waited and then airdropped them myself, et cetera. So it's all those tiny little chunks that allow for it to be possible. So ideally, once I get towards the end of the day, I've already taken all the raw clips and in the moment I can be like, cool, two seconds of this, got it. Is it trimmed up? Is it, you know, whatever. And then, you know, if I've got five minutes, the meeting ends early and I can just go and be like, all right, let me grab these 20 clips and airdrop them just so I can get back there later. Find 10 minutes on the subway ride home. Find 10 minutes after dinner. I try to keep the voiceover part to anywhere between 4.45 and 5.30 in the morning. That allows me to spend the first 45 minutes on just work prep for the day. And then, you know, as I'm sure you've seen, it's so crazy how our voices change so much throughout the course of the day. So I know if I don't get it in this one specific window, I, I can't start some something and then come back to it later. So I try to really reserve that window as, you know, every once in a while, maybe at night, but, um, you know, the, the time, the time comes from the realization of how much you can actually get done in shorter chunks. And if you're okay to just not, and I, this isn't for everybody. And there's nothing that I would ever say that's like, people should have to do this other than just being nice is, uh, you know, do, what am I going to do with these five minutes? I'm sitting waiting for the bus or I'm online or whatever. Um, and I'm not, yeah, I come across as like, grind or hustle culture to some people, but I'm really like, that's not, that's not my MO. It's just about making the most of the time that I have. And again, I would not push this narrative on anybody, uh, happiness first, but, um, I really believe that we could, if we all wanted to do things, you can probably, most people I think can probably find time to do them. I mean, it does mean no, I, I don't watch TV. You know, if we go to the movies, it's for something that might daughter's dying to see. And that's like maybe a couple times a year. So I've been able to kind of whittle out a lot that I think gives me a big chunk of time back that plus the, you know, the early, uh, the early wake up. Um, and then you just find a way. Yeah. Well, I mean, you bring up a good point and I actually like this a lot. Cause like now thinking back on like how I was able to stay consistent with like high school and sports and working, you know, my, my minimum wage job, that's exactly what I would do is, 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 is figure out how I could just do little things like clipping up my clips when I was batching content or adding the auto generated captions or like downloading them because it would take forever. Cause I, you know, I might not have the internet connection and I would do it like while I'm working and no one was coming in or, um, like you said, like if, you know, I, during car rides or bus stops or whatever the case may be um i was always doing something like that because because i was batch creating content then in those little spaces throughout my day i would figure out ways to like clip it up or or just do little things like that um and then over time you just like you create this process of like oh like now it's just subconscious like when i was working and no one was coming in i was just automatically going to my camera roll and clipping it up and I think that you've kind of created this system too, especially like in the morning where you're, you know, you're, you're, you're doing the voiceovers. And I think this also happens when you just start creating content um, and you start getting in the flow. What, what, have, what have you kind of realized in terms of like that process and, and how you develop that? Was it like just continuing to do it and you just find it kind of, yeah, find no, it? I think you, you nailed it with the, as you were describing 
what you were doing while you had pockets of time at work, I almost thought of, or they didn't almost, I thought of the term muscle memory, where you start to develop these habits or patterns where you're like, I know I can do this. And then I think if you can start to unlock that, and then if you're curious about the potential, it can just snowball, right? Because there's things that I, you know, I had not edited batch clips on my phone before, certainly not all at once, but like, you know, trying to go through like 20 clips and as quickly as I can, and you start to get a little bit better at it each time. And even if it's in those micro scenarios, we're like, okay, I, I can do this. And then I'll, I'll remember now to, if it's tilted to adjust it. And like all of those little things that add up to time. And it's not dissimilar from like, if you were competing in swimming or golf, right? Like, okay, cool. And I, you know, I play golf, but not competitively, and I've never swam competitively. But I know just from being a sports person, it's about all of those incremental things you can do. And if you can, you're like, cool, if I cut my hand like this when I enter the water, you know, and my thumb's here versus my thumb being there, and you can find that with time management. And I think people don't give themselves enough credit, especially those that have played any sports whatsoever. I don't give a shit if you just played little league baseball, you have some sort of a, you have an understanding in regards to physically using yourself and your mind for the purpose of playing a game. And I think a lot of this stuff is if you can kind of gamify it in your head and to some people, it's drudgery. They're like, I would never want to do anything that, you know, I assume that people that listen to this are probably uh, down for it and kind of understand the gist here. But I've always gamified, gamified it in my head again, being like a big sports kid and I started my career in live sports, that was always just a solid analogy for me of, okay, I, maybe I never became a professional NHL goalie, but that doesn't mean I can't look at things that way. And I almost feel like there's this weird barrier too, which is slightly off topic, but you, it's like you play sports as a kid and then you stop. And then if you look at things like that, or if you have that type of desire or hustle, it's weird, right? So I always thought that it was odd. Like I'd watch, you know, old Puffy videos when he was like super fired up to like get an MTV. And there's some like really infamous clips of him doing some hilarious stuff when he was, and I was like, why is that cool? But if I apply that type of mindset to just normal stuff, that it's not like, why can't I get that fired up? Like, why can't I have that like touchdown moment where you're just like, yeah, like that's, and, and so in, in small ways, that muscle memory and looking at the little micro time slots that you have, I feel is just like almost incremental training. That's not the best word to use for it, but I think it gets the point across. And I kind of like yeah. that. How we you know what's, what are the little things that I can do to learn so I can do more, or I can get better at this, but also in a lot relaxed way too, that I'm not going to like beat myself up over it. It's just fun to explore and to see what's possible. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very interesting and, and cool. Like, once you actually start to utilize, like, those little time windows in your day, uh, just for just for something that is like some, something like a side gig, uh, what that could turn into. Um, but I kind of want to I want to go more into like the filming because now I'm when when I do those day in the lives, you know, I I I really have no clue of where to put the, put the camera or what to film or how to film it. I'm literally just placing shit, you know, placing my camera on uh, the little table with you know a water bottle holding it up or whatever. So I'm curious because you have like the most crazy camera angles and then you'll zoom in and then, you know, you'll just be walking the streets of New York. I'm wondering, like, what is the, what does the behind the scenes look like? Like, where, where do you determine where the camera should go and like, you know, what to film and and, and things like that? It's largely made up on the fly. There's obviously some patterns you can see where I've like figured something out and then I'll use it until I get sick of it or until I feel like people might be getting sick of it. And, but same, like it's trial and error. Can I balance it here? Is this, and also how long do I have to set up this shot and then execute it? So especially as I'm going to get lunch or something, it has to be so fast. So like I'll bolt up and I'm constantly, New York City is phenomenal in that there's so many flat surfaces, whether it's a light post that has like the big battery base or like the big concrete base so that, you know, the pole with the huge light on it doesn't fall over or park benches or a bus stop or, I mean, the list is pretty freaking long, especially in Midtown where you've got signs for office buildings, et cetera. And nobody cares. Nobody notices, right? I do feel goofy walking around like if I've got it in front of me or if I'm carrying to the side, but I also know that it helps. Right. Like as much as I don't want to be like, oh, this is. But I know that it helps if it feels like the person is walking with me or there's kind of like I don't think it's as helpful from a narrative perspective. If you just see that person's point of view, it's like I feel like there's something from like a trust perspective that makes it necessary to do that to a certain extent. I feel goofy doing it, but I but I I feel like it's I feel like it's helpful. And then the rest is trial and error. I can't tell you how many times my phone has fallen over or something just didn't work. And sometimes it'll pop my head. I'll be like, all right, I'm doing this right now. And because I could literally walk up to a street post, I could be middle of the sidewalk, walk up to a street post, look around, click record, stick it down, walk back to the other side of the block and then back, which is usually what I do to get those cross street walks. And nobody cares. Right, I feel a little bit of goofy about it in the in the moment, but I know that nobody really cares, and I'm forget, gonna forget about it in two seconds. And also, a lot of people are like, well, doesn't your aren't you worried about your phone getting stolen? No, a there's like, you know, there's find my iPhone, so I don't know. It's like not something to stress out about. Is in my humble opinion, yeah. like I'll figure that out if it did get stolen. And it's just fun to kind of not risk it, but just take calculated risks in small ways to see what I can get. Um, and it leads to really fun things too. Like, so the new walk, cause my old salad place closed down, right? So now I've got a new uh, lunch spot that I've been walking up to that's a slightly different walk for me, which add, all of a sudden it's like, okay, all new angles. Like, what do I do here? And I found this one spot it's great. And it's right in front of one of these street kiosks that sells 
chips and candy and like all that kind of kind of classic stuff. And there's thousands of these around the city. So I'm thinking at some point when I have a minute, I want to stop by and I want to like give them 20 bucks or whatever and be like, look, you'll see me a lot. I'm going to leave the shot here. Maybe like every once in a while I'll have him holding a sign or I can leave some sort of Easter egg there. Right. So like I, I, I allow it to multiply as well. So it's, a, where are there potentially interesting angles? Because, again, to your point, like, I'll even look around this room, and it's, like, the top of the windowsill, right? You could put something there. Like, exactly to your, again, exactly to your point. Can a water bottle hold it up, right? That's a, basically a modern-day tripod for a lot of us. I certainly have some, yeah. some tools and some toys, but most of them don't get used very often, and it's about capturing the shot, the old phrase of the best camera you could ever own is the one you have with you. So I look at that the same way as like a tripod. The best thing, best tripod I could ever own is whatever the fuck is around me that I can put my thing on and see if I can capture something and be cool with putting it down and then walking out of angle and being like, okay, that was, wasn't great. I got maybe a half a second for that tomorrow. I got to remember if I walk closer to the street side versus the sidewalk, then that'll work. And maybe it's from watching, you know, my mom used to subject me to some really weird movies when I was really young and like really, really, really old Woody Allen stuff, which are some brilliant, brilliant pieces. But, you know, scenes like the opening, you ever seen the movie Manhattan? No. After this interview, you have to go on YouTube and just Google opening scene from Manhattan, Woody Allen, and you will probably understand my brain 10 times better after watching it. <laughs> okay. It just, and it was mesmerizing. And I saw that God, when I was, God knows how young, uh, that and watching, you know, being, being 44. So like MTV in its quote unquote, heyday, mid nineties, just watching all of that stuff and always being so curious about, you know, what went through the person's head to put it together like that. And now I get to do it in real time. And that's dope. Like I even thought this morning when I was, um, I think it was this morning, it was maybe it was yesterday morning. I was walking down Hamilton Avenue, which is right underneath the Brooklyn Queens expressway. It's like a dingy old 1950s highway. That's just rusted to shit. And the sun was coming up on the other side of the block. And my wife's gym was there. And we rarely, oh, it's this morning when we were running. And it was, it's rare that I come from that angle, but it's a place that I've been a bazillion times. But I rarely come at that angle from that place. And the thought that popped into my head is, my brain has always had a cinematic mode and a video mode and a photo mode. And it's already on a gimbal, just because of the nature of like when we walk and we see, like we're not bouncing all over this, right? And especially with as good as the camera is on the 13 Pro and the fact that you, it is almost gimbal-like and that if you're just cognizant of holding it steady, you can take a lot of gimbal-quality quali gimbal shots. And so now my brain will, like, it's sometimes I'm like, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing or if worlds are colliding, but it's almost like I'm, my brain becomes in cinematic mode. And because your, your head is naturally on a gimbal, it's like it, this thought popped in my head of, I, I enjoy this as much as I do because my brain has always had those different modes. And now I have something in my hand that I can actually do exactly what I'm thinking 
capture it and then see if I can make anybody have, you know, see the sense that went into the thought process as I was capturing it. Um, so I'd say the, the, the video is, wow. I mean, every aspect of it is fun. Um, but you know, the visuals and I mean, just things on my window, man, that I've seen a bazillion times, it's like something hits it just differently. And it's like, there's a story there, but yeah. I mean, play. there's so there's there's so much to unpack there. I think the first thing is, I think it's super important to not give a fuck what people yeah. think and realize that like, what you said was they're gonna forget in two seconds. Mm -hmm. And I think um, when I when I had a, when I had Andrew Mernain on, he he really put this in perspective of just like people could give two shits mm -hmm. about what you're doing. They don't really care. They're most of them are probably not even paying attention. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's, I think is super important, uh, because a lot of people, you know, probably just don't even document their lives, but want to, uh, but, but they have that fear of like being judged or, you know, people just at least just looking at them. So I think that's, that's super important. Um, and then, like you said, it's just like on the fly. So I think it's super important to just get started and stay consistent. But like, here's like another question that I have for you is like, you're filming, uh, I'm assuming like every day. It, how many, like, are there breaks? How are you, like, how are you motivated to continue doing this? Um, and is it just like, all right, another day, wake up, put my phone here, film here? Or is it just like, wake up, I don't feel like filming, I'm going to take today off? It's rare that the latter happens. Uh, almost to a degree in which I wish I did that more. But, A, I don't, I won't reuse, I will... 99, literally probably 99, if, the, if there was data out there for this, 99.5% of the time, it is fresh clips all day long, right? So even the stuff that people might've seen like hundreds of times at this point, I don't reuse that same clip. A, it's just easier for me if it's all in one timeline, right? So I can just kind of go through and grab everything and airdrop it. Like it's a pain in the ass to be like, where's that one clip? And I'm just not, this just works better for me workflow wise to have it fresh stuff all day, every day. And if nothing else, it's, I have to restrain myself at times because for a while I was getting way too much stuff where I'd have like 12 minutes of footage before it was seven o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Oh my God. Yeah. And, and all in like, you know, between two, I mean, usually the shot in the morning, just cause I leave it sitting on, you know, a place in my kitchen is like, <laughs> it's actually crossed my mind a lot of mornings. I'm like my first shot of the day is longer, the raw clip is longer than 90% of my TikToks these days. Just that first shot from like, you know, whatever time I make it down the stairs, 408, and I set it up to turn on the lights and to, you know, have some pre-workout, etc. That you that clip usually comes out to being like a minute 17. And I was like, that's so funny. Like one day I should do something and be like, this could be an entire TikTok. I don't know if anybody would find interest in that, but, um, I've had to get better and more strategic about it so I could turn things around faster because when you get lost in, and because my brain is seeing things and there's, oh, I want to tell a story about this bag of garbage that I saw on my walk this morning because it made me think of this and there's an analogy there. Even four hours go past. I'm like, what the fuck did I take a clip of a bag of garbage this morning? And there'll be like a vague, I'll be like, oh, there was that thing. I'm like, oh, but I'm kind of not feeling that anymore. So I try to be even, I try to be strategic and regimented to reduce the amount of stuff. If I can get no more than seven minutes 
of clips in a day, then that's like, that's kind of a ballpark. Then that's like a reasonable amount to work within. Some days I'll know going in, I'm going to treat this like several episodes because I want to talk about something specific that's really focused on the first couple hours of the day. And then I'll just document the crap out of something. But, you know, to the earlier point too, it's like the more, the more you do it, the more I can think, oh, this part will be about, I'm trying to keep them underneath 60 seconds now for the most part. This, this chunk, this story will be about 45 seconds. This will be about this. Um, and there's very, like today I didn't do too, too much. I don't think, um, but I also don't know, like, will I get to a Sunday? Is Sunday going to be any good if I can't turn it around today? Especially right now, I've got a bit of a backlog. Um, as I posted something, my daughter's at camp right now. And I posted something about her going to camp last week and I took it down for, just got some weird comments. I'm like, all right, I'm taking this down. And so now I'm like a bit backlogged. And then when I start to get out of sequence, so to speak, where I'm like, well, fuck it's Sunday. I haven't done Monday yet. I think I still have that. But then again, that time uh, gap makes it a bit difficult. So I don't have too, too much stuff from today, but I would say, I'd say probably 20, you know, eight days out of a normal 30 day month, I'm taking most clips throughout the course of a day. And thank God I've got large got uh, storage uh, deals because um, and my poor wife, yeah. she's like, well, I was looking for that photo, but I couldn't find it because you have 5,000 clips just in the past month alone. <laughs> um, but luckily yeah. she's could not be more supportive or, uh, or cool about the whole thing. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I want to go into storytelling in a bit because I think that's that's a huge uh, kind of wave that's that's hitting TikTok, especially on the brand side of things too. So I want to touch on that. But I mean, you a lot of the the things that you do go against a lot of creator coaches. I mean, niching down, staying consistent, providing you know so called value or education. You know, it's and 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 you just you create like back to niching down, you'll just create about anything, whether it be sushi, whether it be sneakers, whether it be you going to a Rangers game, like everything and anything. And you don't put yourself in this box. And I think a lot of people uh, think that they need to uh, in order to grow. And, and, and I think, you know, they, they, they focus on that growth because I think the growth is that like kind of motivation factor that's going to get them to continue to post. Uh, but I think like, I, I'm just so fascinated about this because I think you're able to do this because you don't, you, you don't intend or don't expect to get anything in return. And you're just like, you're just showing and giving people the opportunity to ride along versus, uh, doing this thing. So that way you can get something in return. Um, so I'm, I'm curious of just like, what kind of motivates you to keep going? Is it just like, or, or even let's backtrack when you maybe didn't have an audience like when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply what 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 got you to continue 
to post, even though, you know, maybe you weren't getting engagement, you weren't getting people to comment. Uh, how, how did you get that fuel to keep going? I, I think there's a, there's a really interesting modern aspect to the, to the question in general that is, makes all the sense in the world based off of where we are culturally, especially for somebody your age, where social media has been prevalent since, since you're born. For me, it's always been, this is not the right word, but it's probably the best way to describe it. It's been more of just like random artistry, so to speak. It's just doing stuff. And I just happen to always like making, you know, I would be the guy that would do a home video recap of the vacation that we took. And cause I would hear, uh, I remember I did this when we went out to Oregon one year and Jack White, from the White Stripes had just done a collaboration album with Loretta Stone, I believe, Loretta Lynn. And there was a song on it called Oregon. And like the whole time we were out there, the song is playing in my head and I'm like, I'm seeing this stuff and I'm seeing time-lapse and I'm seeing this and that. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna capture enough stuff and I'm making, so I just, I've always loved that aspect of it. And to your point, like never had any expectations. The the one thing that I will admit that I am trying to sell is trust, right? There's something there's something that I really like about can I get a large audience to just trust me? And by trust, I mean think that I'm being honest and genuine, right? Which is well, which is necessary because if they don't buy that, then they just don't like who I am, which is fine, right? Definitely not for everybody. And I'm sure there's, there's some people too, you have the realization that somebody could be scrolling one day and they're like, I'm so over this dude, right? Like that, those are conversations that people have. Or there's the conversations too, like I think of all the aspects of it. There's conversations too where, especially when you get to a certain size, you're like, there's definitely been that scenario of somebody being like excited about it and then showing it to their friend and their friend's like, yeah, no, that's not, that's not for me, right? And so you- yeah. <laughs> I've, I've thought yeah. about like all of those random scenarios. And if, if I just, I mean, now, now it's starting to read a bit more of a point of inflection of, okay, well, like what, what is going to happen? Is anything going to happen? And I don't, I still, I still have no idea. Right. It just leads to more fun things. Like it's led to really neat friendships. It's led to conversations like this. It's led to, you know, going to VidCon. Never in a, None of my entire life considered like, oh, yeah. cool, one day we cool to go to VidCon. Like, Jesus, these things that have just never been going to, you know, Dylan LeMay just opened his ice cream shop in the city. And I was there on, you know, I was there a couple times during the week. I mean, Tejas, you know, do you know, Tejas? You know, yeah, yeah, so Tejas took my wife's kickboxing class this morning and then just popped by the house to say hi for 30 <sighs> seconds. And my friendship with mom is like, all of these things have been just really fun, organic outcomes of just doing and not really caring and just being like, all I have to do is one more to keep it going. And that's it. That's all I have to worry about. And a huge piece, like I think that this is what, for people that might be listening or that follow, like, hey, here, here are paths to growth. W one thing, especially from like a, what's the big kaboom that you could have? It's like, holy shit, I woke up and I had a million followers the next day. It's like, I got nervous at some points where things did start to grow that you're like standing on a stage and there's like multiple stages and you're like yelling out, you're like, Hey, yo, check me out. Like, look, you know, look, check, 
And then all of a sudden, if everybody bolts over the stage, you're like, oh, fuck, now what do I do? How do I sustain this? Yeah. How do I keep, like, are they going to be cool with this in a month? Are they going to be cool with this in six months, et cetera? So I've, 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 I hit points of inflection, especially in 2020, where I saw there's a, there's a creator that lives super close to me. And this person made a post that was quintessential 2020, like first use of text on screen that then where the, te- where the voice comes out and gave very specific talking points as to how to conduct an interview or how to, how to do a good job in an interview. And the creator blew up overnight. Like it was several hundred thousand followers over the course of like five to seven days or something. And I remember being like, the person is excellent. That was a, that, that TikTok belongs in the TikTok hall of fame, as far as I'm concerned. But with all due respect, there's no, there's no career background there. Like there's no, and yes, there's things in that that are smart, but it like leaves out a bigger conversation and I'm not, I wouldn't be, and then I kind of chase that a little bit of like, oh, if I do career tips, and I was always led to like largely unhappy creative places where I'm like, I'm, let me just do what I want to do. And do I even know what I would do if all of a sudden I had a million followers overnight? Like, what the fuck do I do? Would that be a good thing? Would it be a bad thing? Would I then be setting myself up, to, up for just long-term failure? So I just keep going back to, oh, and I'm terrible with trends. Like I've tried trends a couple of times and they either immediately delete because I'm like, this is fucking goofy. This is so not me. Um, I'm trying to expand my creative comfort zone so that I can, because the, the thought always pops into my head, right? It's like anybody else that scrolls, you'll see things and you're like, okay, this is, a trend right now or like, Oh, interesting. They brought that back. <laughs> um, and I'll be like, Oh, this is how I would do it. But it, I don't prioritize it. So then, and it also feels like so out of left field for me. I do have one that's been sitting in my drafts. Do you remember there were like two girls that like cheers glasses and then they look in the camera and they just start cracking up. Like somebody did something embarrassing on the other side. I think so. Yeah. yeah still yeah. have it in my drafts. Cause I was like, it was late on a, at a work day and I'd seen it. It was like ad nauseum at the time, like every single post seemingly every single post had it. And, and I, I had this, my back and forth was, I think the, my opening line was something like, are you guys even old enough to drink? And then they start laughing and I'm like, are you laughing? Cause I'm here on a Saturday and I'm sitting there in a suit. So like, and I'm, I was super dead pain. I'm like, Oh, that's pretty good. It's been sitting in my drafts for now. What? Like 18 months. Or <laughs> at one point I like, I kind of want to just throw it out there and be like, who remembers, who remembers this? Um, yeah, yeah. but, um, you know, it's, I just, I figured out as that's I really cool. figured out, uh, figured it all out as I go. And, I'm comfortable yeah. to be okay with fumbling my way around it. Um, because I think if you're in it for truly like love of the game, so to speak, it's more enjoyable. I think you probably have a better long-term potential with it. And also too, like what I just had not figured out and probably still have not fully figured out though. I've certainly thought about it enough. It's like, what if you have that one hit, right? Like what if I got that one call for that, one thing and then all of a sudden you've got that much more spotlight or limelight or whatever what do you actually do about it that's such a good point i think uh i think yeah i mean yeah there's so much to unpack even there too it's like i think 
the most important. And I, I even I've noticed this with myself too, um, is how important the clarity aspect of just con the beginning of the content creation journey is. Like what you want to be known for, what content you want to create, why you want to create yeah. it. Like, like what, what what's your purpose here? Um, and actually getting down to like the to the root. A lot of people will say they want to build a community, but actually they just want more revenue. They just want more sales. They just want more money. And over time, you can see that you, you can see through that in in the content and building trust is is super important, especially now because there's so many gurus or just so many creators to where you you don't know if you can trust them or not. You don't know if they're putting on this act mm -hmm. or if they're actually you know being truthful, authentic, and, and transparent. And that's why I always think like when I'm in my 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 down pit, my my downfalls, or just like having a bad day. Um, I've created this muscle memory of just pulling out my phone and just documenting it and, 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 and just running through like whatever thoughts, whatever thing, whatever is going on in my mind. Cause I know that there are other people going through this. Um, but it's, it's not just like, you know, trying to get attention and like getting people to like, Oh, I'm so sorry for you. You know, like feel better. It's I, I've actually, uh, I'm actually doing it for my future self to, to look back on and be like, Oh my God, like. That I remember that day. I remember how I got through it. Um, that made me so much stronger, or, or whatever the case may be. And every single time I look back at one of those videos, it's always a different thought that just makes me uh, better, just makes me a better uh, human, but also just a better creator. Um, I saw I saw I, that and, I saw that yeah, one you did so the, the other day, and I can't tell you how much I appreciated it for all the reasons you just said. And it was interesting too because it was so different for your content that it took me a second to kind of digest and to see what was going on. And it didn't take long to figure out like, Oh, he's being serious. Like there's no, like, this isn't going to like turn into something like there's no spin on this, so to speak. And so anyway, I just, I wanted to at least note that I, 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 I recall seeing that and I, I pre I appreciate and totally agree too. Like it ain't, you know, I think uh, I think there's too many. Just you know, everything is. Let me just show kind of one side, um, and yeah, and, and exactly. real wins. Yeah, one hundred percent. I want to be respectful of your yeah. time, so I think you know one of the last points I want to I want to cover is, is storytelling, um, and just like you know, advice you would give uh, creators, brands, anyone that's creating content on how they could uh, become better storytellers with their content. So on the creator side, and I do have opinions on both sides, well, I should say opinions, I do have thoughts. Uh, on the creator side, I, I think it's about embracing your weirdest version of yourself, right? Just, just be cool with that. Like, what is that thought? Like, the reason why your friends are your friends is because they know you super well. And they know, like, you know, there was, I forget what it was that popped in my head the other day. And, oh, I think it was actually something that I included in something I posted today about uh, this mini golf place that we went to. And I thought of I thought of one specific friend. His name is Dante, and he's got super weird and pretty gross sense of humor uh, as well. And I remember him, like, he's going to laugh at that one line. And that was cool. And it's like, if, as long as I'm, as long as I know I can show it to my wife and she's not going to be like, absolutely under no circumstances, just for whatever reason, right? And it would take a lot. Like, she is incredibly supportive of how weird and expansive my, my randomness can be. 
but be the weirdest version of yourself. It's why your best friends are, are your best friends because they know you inside and out. And I think if you can be more comfortable with that, then that's going to unlock just a bazillion things right, right there. The details of your life are some of the most interesting, creative tools that you will ever come across. The smell of your fridge, the stickiness of your floor, like how long does it take your hot water to come on, right? Those are just three, I think I said three off the top of my head. But like those, yeah. those are, those are, they're not plot lines, but those are the, those are details. And when details, I also think when details are facts, like that was a big light bulb moment for me the other day. Where I was like, what is the difference? What is, what makes this one get, you know, really suck people in this one up? If I try to elaborate too much because I'm long winded by nature, it doesn't work on TikTok. Like I will eventually, hopefully wrap up a point, have it make sense. And I would do that here today. But if the, if those things like it took, it took at least 30 seconds for the hot water to turn on this morning, right? Like that's a detail of your life and it's tied to a fact. If you're like, it took incredibly long. This was great. That was beautiful. Like that's probably, but if you can find the details of your life and find something that can ground it from a pseudo factual level, you know, that's why analogies work so well because people can relate to things and there's like oh this was like that or um or or even things where you know the floor is as sticky as a roach trap i don't know like i think that i think the the weirdness of way your brain works if you can tie it to something that is factual or something that makes sense to others that 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 resonates and just be okay to fail right think of how somebody said this to me in God knows how long going and conversations on the topic. And they basically equated it to making music. Yeah. Like think of some of your greatest, your some of your favorite artists out there. I don't like every single song on, you know, whether it's the latest Drake album or whether it's Interpool or there's, you know, Radiohead, one of my favorite bands of all time. There's songs from like, this is a dud. You're going to have duds. But they made it probably they so they wanted to make it right, and so that that's that's kind of relationship. On the brand side, let people in the door. Like I think the huge reason you take a look at somebody like Marcus Milione and what he's done, what he has grown, he is a brand, and he tells people about shit that you don't think people would care about: supply chain, material sourcing. You know where? Tell me about the zipper more, right? So. If you're, if you're a brand and you are comfortable in your product and who you are and you can lean into that, you probably have somebody that's in you know the back room that's just been there for God knows how long and they know the intricacies. Unlock, unlock that from the people that you have, the product that you provide. And if, you, if your brand has some semblance of purpose and it's not full of shit, then you will be able to unlock pure magic if you are comfortable in this space. I think if you keep marketing in the very traditional sense of just the funnels and the layers, you're going to craft too specific of a message that's going to fit in those boxes. You need to be cognizant of like full funnel marketing and the whole larger gamut, says the corporate guy, because it's what I do all day. But you, there has to be authenticity and there has to be relatability. And for the same reason where I would say to the creator, 
be cool being weird the same reason your best friend same for brands be cool being weird like why did you pick your name how does your product actually get made who are the people that do the work that helps the boxes actually get packed like people love package my you know i just put an order 1357 like package it up and have that be people love that shit every brand is capable of doing that if they just were you know more comfortable with the authenticity of who they are and then the stories i think just kind of come out organically from there god such good points i i love everything about that i you're 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 inspiring me right now after this after this talk to go out and just film everything that i you know i is is quote unquote weird about me and just be okay with it because it's just like it's so true and, and and pointing out little things like that uh make you analyze things a little bit differently and so in in terms of a creative standpoint um and i'm sure that you see that all the time in terms of just like like you said the room that you're in windows people angles all those sorts of things Really, really good points. Uh, I want to be respectful of your time, so we'll 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 end it there. Uh, thank you so much for your time, Tim. This was this was amazing. Um, everyone watching and listening, make sure you check out all the links in the description. We'll put all of uh, Tim's Tim's socials down there. Um, also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, and just share it with one person. That's all I ask is just to share it with one person. That's it. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening and watching.